Summer's almost over. Extended unemployment Benny's about to expire. Time to get your fat ass off the couch and find a job. Or is it? Take what's left of your stimmy fortune and go all in with DraftKings.com. Dig through the Cheetos and find all that loose change in the couch cushions where you've been living like a king with all that free money and go all in with DraftKings.com. Summer may be coming to an end, but NFL and college football is just beginning. And what better way to secure your COVID financial future than letting her ride today with DraftKings.com. You know Johnny McCormick as the all-time penalty minutes leader and most suspended player in ERHL history. Oh, yeah. An axe-wielding madman on the ice who once ripped a guy's helmet off during an ERHL game and beat him with it. Absolutely. But when he isn't at the mat cross-checking, slashing, elbowing, and bodying up the crybaby warriors, <laughs> you will find him building dreams for Alaska's future. Oh, yeah. Tree houses. Yep. Commercial buildings. Yep. DNC studio. Nope. Handicap ramps. Yep. Excavating. Yep. Ice rinks. Nope. Thanks, Rada. Alaska Diversified. They build dreams for the Alaskan working man because that's who they are and that's who they care about. Here's Johnny. Welcome to episode 34, can you believe it? The Dump and Change podcast. I'm your host, Reed McDonald, um, coming to you from the Odd Man Rest Studios deep, deep in Eagle River Valley. Uh, first things first, I can't get over this uh, new sticker we have. I think Steve made these. Dump and Change. Hashtag bullshit fix it. You can see that. That's uh, Those are going to be plastered everywhere. Uh, uh, friends of the Pod, we're going to uh, send those out to Friends of the Pod. Uh, and I want to start with Friends of the Pod. Um, I'm going to shout out to Larry Embley, friend of the pod. I saw Larry down in uh, uh, Minnesota getting on the airplane. He was watching his kid play. And uh, he had called me, and, and uh, we had a good conversation about two weeks ago or two weeks prior to that um, uh, about the, how much he enjoyed the Dump and Change podcast. So uh, that's a friend of the pod. And a soon-to-be friend of the pod, not a friend of the pod yet, but soon-to-be is Mike Ashley. So I called Coach Ashley uh, to um, uh, get some dirt on our, our guests who uh, we are super stoked to have. Um, we're going way back on this one, uh, Coach. It's going to be great. Um, but uh, now I'm going to throw it over to uh, my right-hand man, Mr. Welter Eunice. Yes. You're back in town. Back in town for the moment. Uh, made a special uh, extension of my time here to be with you boys tonight at uh, sh- 6 o'clock sharp. Uh, some of us come at 6.30, whatever. <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, so, 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 yeah, we got a lot of stuff going Bullshit, on. Bullshit, fix it. A lot of, <laughs> lot of stuff happening. Um, I am back from uh, New York. New York's been absolutely everything that I was promised and more. Um, upstate New York, beautiful part of the country. I would have never known that. When I think New York, I think of the, the shithole you see on TV. Yeah. And, and it's not, I mean, there's trees and seasons, and I mean, it's it's pretty pretty nice spot. Um, headed Good fall to, colors, too. Yeah, big time. The hardwoods. Big time. And, like, we've been going to Boston Huge. a lot for hockey. We get on that mass turnpike, and all the, you could just see from the first trip to the most recent trip, all the all the colors changing. Anyway, anyways, yeah, pretty nice part of the country <clears throat> um, so far. Um headed to Fairbanks, Alaska tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to spend some time with the uh, Fairbanks Grizzlies 10U comp team. 
they they asked that I come speak to the team in regards to uh, being a good teammate and being a good team. So I guess uh, I guess that he's used to big crowds. <laughs> Put yeah. your hands together, yeah. make it feel like there's yeah. a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Mr. Walter Eunice. So, but it's funny. It's funny that a ten U team is having this much difficulty weeks into the season that they need someone to come talk to them about being a good teammate so yeah it, that should be fun but the real reason i'm going to fairbanks is, is to watch uh, extreme gav uh, extreme G- gav gavin mcdonald got the call up to uh the fairbanks ice dogs um with friend of the pod rob profit oh friend of the pod absolutely uh for sure maybe reed and i could grab a soundbite or two uh but nothing. prepping for the big yeah, for yeah, the big for, for the, the big one for his his for big the big one, one. For so sure. I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to that uh for sure, and then uh, back off to New York uh, Sunday night. So uh, busy weekend. Excited to be back here with you guys. Excited to be with Coach, and uh, looking forward to getting after it. Nice. And uh, and this big guy right to my right here, uh, the big Ging, uh, has been here a while. He's, been no. like, yeah, he's got he's got his hands full. Well, he, well, yeah, you will have your hands full. Yeah, I will. But, uh, the new kid on the way, which is getting. How's that going? What have you been up to, bud? Uh, it's, it's been a couple months, right? Yeah, I, I, I can't couple, remember. Just a couple of things. Yeah. Well, I got a text message here from Glines on Tuesday that says, "Here we go." What time is uh, the Thursday pod, Frick? And then he texted back, six thirty Thursday. Stand by for gold December one plan." Listen. Okay. okay. So I am on time, right? True. I even got the text. Touche. Coach is here, and I said, "Oh shit, I'm packing my stuff. I gotta go." So I, yeah. I'm here. Well, Glines, I'm either late, or I'm either on time, or I'm just not here at is all. Is that why right. you didn't have the full? <laughs> what what plate are we? Did I the sh- charcuterie? Is the that charcuterie why you don't have the charcuterie board, board fully <laughs> displayed board here? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have it ready to go. I had the piece of wood, the two by four out, and everything for it. Yeah, well, I, in your defense, Glines screwed us before, you know, with the wrong yeah. address, and I gave it to <laughs> yeah. Sorensen, and Sorensen's like telling me, yeah. busting my balls, and it's actually, he should know where yeah. he lives. I took it. Yeah, a little hobbit is shit-talking me and Reed out here in the street <laughs> yeah. about the address. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So direct all uh, complaints towards Glines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the, What's uh, the new? complaint department. Yeah, but it's been a couple months, right? Uh, yeah. What has been going on? Went moose hunting. Oh, shot a big, wow. big old one. Yeah, my buddy Bryce and I, we shot yeah, two piggies. Of, yeah, a couple of nice moose, and then I stabbed myself in the shin, and <laughs> it, was, it was a great time out there. What, was skinning? Oh, yeah. I hadn't even had the thing open yet. It was like the first cut right off the back of the head and that thick skin oh, yeah. right there, and she let go, and I was like, <laughs> fresh <laughs> fresh razor blade right into the shin down the bone. So. Oh, are you using the replaceable blades? Oh, yeah. Those things are so nice. Fortunately, it wasn't the real pointy one. Yeah. It was just the rounded one in the yeah. front, that outdoor edge one. So oh, that was bad. Yeah, so. when you make a mistake with that knife, well, stuff, stuff's going to hurt. It's, yeah, well, it's shoved through seven-layer Gore-Tex and neoprene boot and then about three other layers just to get down to the bone. So these hunting companies, for those of you who don't know, make a – it's a surgical blade. Sur- yeah. And instead of sharpening your knife as you're skinning, you pop the blade and you just snap a new one on. So he basically cut himself with like a, you know, oh yeah, surgical, doing, surgical knife. Yeah, I was doing surgery. I'm Were you more pissed about the wound or the more pissed that you just ruined like a probably four hundred dollars yeah. pair of pants? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the pants were the pants pissed me off. But then it was like, you know, you, you were you home. leaking good? Oh, dude, I had blood all down, and I was like, I, I ain't no bitch. I'm gonna keep going, boys. So I just wrapped it in like <laughs> getting a lightheaded electrical. I wrapped it in like gauze and electrical tape, and just started. And three hours later, finally, like. Got back to camp, noticed like the gauze and everything had sloughed down the 
the leg and now it was just rubbing raw and i'm like oh yeah just don't get infected please don't get infected yeah. but yeah it was, it was a good hunt shot a couple nice, nice moose awesome. had a lot of fun didn't get to go last year so but uh made up for relaxed it. and my you know this year my dad he, he got a little sick he got diagnosed with colon cancer so and everything's good oh. now he had surgery and he went through the, the chemo and everything and like while we were out there it was like the very end of his chemotherapy and everything so it was good to be able to get out there and shoot a moose because we weren't sure we were actually going to be able to go this year so that's damn. awesome well, yeah that's, that's good news and that's another and that's reminder great news. Uh, get checked out there yeah. boys speaking of that and that's why i come in here looking all grungy Mo- right november i'm letting her go until november and then comes out the old greasy porn right. stash yeah i'm i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm down with november yeah. as well yeah down with november as well so yeah. uh ashley's feeling good third ashley's trimester we're, when's the baby do january 13th january 13th good hockey birth year or birthday yeah and you know what's Early funny january. she's uh she's measuring in like the 85th percentile right now so she's gonna be <laughs> she's gonna be a big tall the doctor says tall girl tall january girl. 14th right here january 14th there, there, you, go. Go. there, there you go, go. good company that's right good company but yeah she's doing good Pregnant, beautiful. Yeah. Love her to death. Nice. It's going to be awesome. You guys are in for a trip. A good, a good one, though. It's, it's good, always it's nice good, to see good, good people making kids. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, yes. as we discussed in the podcast, you have yeah. nothing but assholes making kids. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's not good. Populate the earth with shitheads. <laughs> no one wants So yeah. I'm excited for you, Jay. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Play. Uh, and uh, executive producer, and I can only describe this thing as like something out of a Star Trek set. Uh, Dr. Uh, yeah, um, Scotty, uh, beam me up. Uh, this guys, planet sucks. Those guys are so Steve cool. Lyons, how you doing, buddy? Executive producer Steve Lyons. Garth Dr. Brooks. Uh, slash Garth Brooks. He looks like Garth Brooks with his headset on and stuff, too. Or he's like, you want fries with that? Maybe that's yeah. a more appropriate. Does you want to supersize that today? Supersize that? You and NASCAR? Well, this gives me a little uh, room to move. It's got about a 30-foot cord. I can get over to the kegs. I can fill your beer, which is mainly my priority around here. This is what I do. Other than that, and you know, you know, text people the wrong addresses and times. So, uh, but I am. I'm like a. Uh, I'm like a. I guess an empty nest father. The the proud proud guy who's got all his kids home for Christmas. This is. Uh, this just uh, melts my heart, boys. Melts my heart. So uh, first and foremost, welcome back. And uh, yeah, mission control, I think is what we're calling it. And the, the spaceship, the DNC spaceship, if you will. Um, all it, Starship. Uh, it's amazing. AO. It's amazing. So, uh, and this, speaking of friends of the pod, these came from donations actually from uh, my brother-in-law, Kyle Railing, from uh, his wedding last, last year. Which, Beauty. Uh, and, uh, and Cody Rieke, Um Just randomly, Ooh. he's just kind of a self-supporter. And uh, looks for nothing in return, so we just put that back into the, into the mission control. So uh, shout out to those guys, appreciate it. And I'm just gonna enjoy enjoy the pod today. This is all I got to do now. Maybe we can get their heads blown up and like put them on where we can see them in the front of it. Would actually be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. Actually, that's a really make good the, idea. Make that happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cutouts, cutouts Cut or something. Yeah, yeah it'd be great. Uh, and of course, the man behind the uh, I can't see behind Ginger's <laughs> freaking huge head, uh, but I got direct not got contact. OJ Simpson head. Uh, Kevin, uh, hey, what's happening? Yeah. So yeah, uh, the, this desk. Uh, what do you think? Uh, we've been working on it for shoot. We've been thinking about doing this for a year. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so huge shout so, out to my so old proud. man. Yeah. So my old man. Um, carpenter by i don't know hobby i guess um kind of sat down we drew it out or he drew it out and then uh put it together um 
all in the while he had rotator cuff surgery, so he only had one Damn. shoulder. Oh boy, that was functioning. That's rough. Were you helping um, him out? Well, or? there was parts where you know, he, you know, we, no we had to flip it over one time to put some of it together. But uh, yeah, he used uh, just one shoulder. I was like, "Don't kill yourself," but you know, he's got nothing else to do. So probably know. the block and tackles. I don't know. I, he, I don't. He, you know. So I mean, I got some some tips on how to actually construct things. So that was good deal. Nice. It's a learning so, experience. Well, it, it looks it great. Was, so. It looks impressive. I have no idea what it does, but it looks really <laughs> impressive. Well, I mean, all this stuff, you know, gets set up by itself, right, Walt? So, right. you know, somebody's right. got to, you know. You, you work know, all night every night you know. before the podcast, and then you work five minutes into the start of the podcast the next day. So. <laughs> you just have to hit play. Yeah. Just push oh, that, the button. Is that how it works? <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. I'll do better. Well, uh, that's that's trash talk from a guy that can't even work a camera. Yeah. Is, way, it, so. is it play or record? I think we yeah, record, which, not play. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing, what are we doing yeah. here? What are yeah. we doing? Um, so there's a couple things I want to go over before we get started. Uh, one thing is, uh, I don't know if we've done this yet, but uh, uh, talk about the uh, USA hockey rule changes and, and their effect on, Oof. you know, our, our game. You know, uh, the, one of the big ones was, uh, of course, these are all, according to USA hockey, uh, to help safety, which we can all agree is that that's a good thing. And player development, also a good thing. Um, but my big thing is they took out tag up offsides. Which what? makes games really yes, coach yes. So they took it. So now games up here ice is what it is. It's four hundred. It's three hundred fifty bucks. Three hundred twenty bucks an hour. There's no way to get through a game in an hour. And you know those big boys used to play an hour and a quarter, hour and a half. Those almost a two hour game. So thanks for that USA Hockey. That's one been one big bummer I've heard about that. Well, and and so again that that's not like you're talking about safety concerns are one thing. That's not a safety concern. They're trying to possess the puck and stuff like that. I understand that. But what's any smart, high-level hockey player going to do with instant offsides when they need a whistle? Right. They're, they're just going to get taken offsides. Like, sure. It's real right. easy. Yeah. It's the easiest way to do it. And then the second part of that, that really – I mean, I'm, I'm watching 14-year-old hockey games. They're taking an hour and a half to finish. Uh, there's no icing the puck on the penalty kill anymore. Yep, exactly. No icing the puck on the – I understand possession. And I understand these rules, you know, maybe at the sport level or the 10U level, the, you know, they're encouraging the kids to keep the puck. But once you get to a certain level, you got to just let the – why are we overthinking the game? It's been the same for how long? Yeah. It's fine the way – I understand the checking one. They want to take checking out of hockey. Great, whatever, safety. But on, you know, on-demand offsides <clears throat> and instant, you know, icing, it's, it's, it's bad. And it's, and it's hard to watch a hockey game. Yeah, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's got a job at USA Hockey, and they got to justify it by tr- changing the rules. Well, and, and the checking thing, and I want to get a, coach. I want to get your your take on this because you've the game has changed, and, and we'll get into that mm-hmm. here in a minute. But um, you know, the, I saw some uh, interview where they're interviewing a, a Division One college uh, women's player, and she was saying, "Hey, they should let us hit check like the boys." Oh, I said hit. Sorry, um, not, a bully. Hitting not a bully. Bully. That's what I said check. I meant check. Um, if you, uh, they should be allowed to check. And I, I, I've been saying that forever. It's, it's girls playing against girls, not boys. So hey, let them check. It's great. Yeah. But, um, but in 10 years, I mean, I don't think the boys will be checking. Probably. Maybe the girls will be checking and maybe you reverse. Maybe the girls will be checking. The boys won't be checking. I don't know. But, um, 
uh, I thought that was interesting, but I, it's, it's, it's becoming, because they're, 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 this year is like you, when I played, two guys battling for the puck, they got, that puck was kind of in their possession or quasi in their possession. You could come in and just blow guys up. That is all gone. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and some of that is good, obviously, you know, for safety-wise. But, uh, but I, I do want to get uh, Coach, uh, Coach well, I, I I totally agree that you need to have checking in the game. I mean, it's part of the game. And, you know, just blasting somebody from behind, of course. That, you know, they've got control of that now, all, all from the NHL all the way down. But uh, I, I really believe that, you know, even, even uh, the 12 U's, they, they need to start being able to check at least to the point where they're writing people off. Right. And, and, and uh, getting used to getting, it. Getting in body checks. Yeah. Because well, it's part of the game. So, yeah. so therein lies the issue. They, they say we've taken checking out of the peewee level and we've moved it to Bantam, but we encourage body contact. The problem is, as our, you know, we have referees here, um, the problem is it's a judgment call. Yep. So one guy's rub out to somebody that's good. Oh, checking is, <clears throat> is the next guy. So to make. Mm-hmm. To make a rule be based solely on judgment is a, is a tough rule to monitor. It really is. And, and also at that level, a lot of times you have a lot of young referees. Yep. You know, speaking of referees, we need to shout out to Ken Embley, Larry's dad. Yeah. Who was way back in the 70s started working with referees in the, in the state of Alaska. Yeah. Well, that, that, I, had, I had that on my, my list too. And I don't know, Glines, you'll know who I'm, who I'm talking about, Paul Stewart. Uh, uh, friend of the pod, uh, Civi Scott Sivlish, posted something, and it, it's a long read. But you get on his Facebook and look at how, how we've kind of failed the whole. And it, it's 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 a good read. It, and and uh, and Paul's been around. I think he's an NHL ref. Uh, but how we've we've not like we should make it we should make it mandatory for for a kid to you know learn to ref, uh, be a ref a little bit, see what it's like. And, you know, it's really easy to say, you know, F you, ref, you're going to call on, and, and, and they mm-hmm. get abused. And, but, and the whole big thing is that the, the whole, you know, talent pool of, of refereeing or officials is shrinking. I mean, like, Glines isn't refing anymore. And these guys that, like, Civi, those guys aren't going to be able to do it forever. So there's going to have to be some. Who would ever referee. in their right mind put themselves in that situation? I'm That's telling you, one, right now, though, you go to all those things, like, on, on the East Coast, there's, you can see – you know the scouts and everybody watching and stuff like that and you can see that one parent yelling and you can see all these scouts look down at this parent i'm looking to the left by the way everybody uh and uh but they're trying to figure out who who their kid is because they're they're done because their mom and dad can't treat an official with respect there was something in mass recently the refs didn't show up so a dad begrudgingly offered to help help ref the game Mm -hmm. got yelled at he left Game over. Ref it yourself, exactly. Exactly, and and and, and uh, you know I don't blame any official at all because the 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 things that people think that they're allowed to say to, to referees now is absolutely it's it's insane to watch. It's yeah. crazy. Well, my my dad made me ref when I was a kid. He's like, "Well, you made I don't, can't remember what we made, but it was something as a ten year old kid, and you did the mites." And even back then, yeah, you got you got ribbed a little bit, and you got yelled at by, but it taught you a lot about um, you know being in their shoes Other for sure and uh it, it's not a good place to be and then we have the women refs right now i can't call them linesmen lines person lines person so my only my only thing i'll say about that is at the big the bigger level like the nhl <laughs> ahl 
you know, even null junior hockey, you've got two female linespersons. When the squall breaks out, what happens then? Because aren't the lines persons the people that usually break them up, right? So because yeah. the refs got to sit back and take is that that could be dangerous. It could be uh, challenging for yeah. sure. Yeah, I but, could uh, I could see like a, a female referee, somebody wearing the bands because they're they're there to make calls. You know, they don't right. have to physically separate anybody. That's a good point. All right, but the linesmen. I mean, with all due respect to all women out there, I'm I'm not going to say that. No woman at all can do that job, but you got to be. They, I, I believe, Glines, don't they typically want really tall guys to line in the NHL? That was a big thing in the 80s and 90s. It got away from it a little bit. Um, so, two points on that. Uh, one of my good friends, Vaughn Rohde, he's a 20 year uh, line, line vet in the NHL. He's, he's on the smaller side, he's, he's probably 5'10, but he shredded. I mean, the guy is fit, Beast. fit, fit. And a, few years ago I mean super experienced obviously a few years ago he tore his pectoral muscle breaking up an NHL fight uh missed an entire season so take that for what you will it's a tough job it's not all about uh, icing off sides so yeah 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 and those are, I remember there's a guy in the NHL this is back in the 90s uh, a lines at that time linesman um he was he was like six big huge dude Mike Civic. it's like dude yeah six, seven yeah no, he six, had nine. no problem yeah. in there he yeah. grabbed this guy isn't it? Yeah. one on each yeah, hand right over but, the top yeah that's great but so that that's a little interesting uh um, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, congratulate uh, Shazby, uh, Matt Shazby, on the uh, new head bench boss, the UA Seawolves. So, um, you know, our community saved saved the program. Now it's uh, and he's got an uphill battle, man. He's got an uphill battle here, but the work begins. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, congrats to him, and and we'll see see where it goes. I I just had a <clears throat> I got some dirt on the on, on the little birdie told me a little dirt on the UA program here. My big thing is, um, you know, you have to have an on-campus rink or at least a rink. Like, like for example, Duluth, where Coach played, it's not on campus, but it is beautiful. Um, but most of them are, you know, up to snuff D1, you know, level, nice rink. Um, if they don't build a rink, they're going to have issues. And uh, Little Bird told me there's a guy who – we're not going to name names. I feel like Dickie Dunn right here. We're not going to name names, but um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But there's a guy who uh, has some bucks, um, may or may not be part owner in some professional sport franchise that wants to build a twin rink sheet in Anchorage, one for the Wolverines, one for he's and the number that was thrown out was 3,500 seat arena for, uh, which is right in the ballpark yep. for UA. Yep. So if that's true, things are looking looking up. So, I've said ever since 1970 when I came up here, I've said we need a big dipper. We, mm. we need a dipper Absolutely. in Anchorage. You know, 2,500 people screaming Perfect. high school Wolverines. College could play there. Perfect. But uh, we got to have something. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, we don't – the submarine is dated – I don't know if we can get it back after the. There's no copper. There's, 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 there's no what, copper. What happened there. to it lately? But um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, high school hockey is about to start. High school so, hockey's kicking off. Uh, well, you're big, a high, high school hockey coach. Yep. What's it looking like this year? Big turnout at uh, Chugiak. Not a huge turnout at Eagle River. Still not a fan of the Eagle River Chugiak split. 
being so small, but uh, this year, uh, advantage Chugiak on numbers. And uh, I'm assuming that everything's gonna go uh, as per the huge. We don't have any of the tier one kids um, playing at all. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. Uh, and, but some of the, and some of the tier two teams are not playing, I guess. I heard that some of the tier two coaches are so good at their job that they're not allowing um, kids to spend 250 bucks to skate every day for three oh, or four months. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's been known at the tier one level, so that's something that you sacrifice and that you're willing to accept. But for coaches to ask their tier two team uh, to not play, in my opinion, is bullshit. Even even Keith Morse's 16 Wolverine team housed at the Anchorage Oilers Hockey Association, affiliated with the Anchorage Oilers Hockey Association, the Anchorage Wolverine 16 tier two team, even Coach Morris is, is breaking for the high school season. And, and he's an advocate of not breaking. So... You know he understands the tier one's one thing, tier two is another thing, and and I and I heard the same thing that there's some there's some tier two teams not allowing their kids to play high school hockey, and that's very that's very unfortunate. Bummer, bummer. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Glenn's got that one. See how that plays out. Uh, I was in Duluth, uh, uh, Minnesota this past weekend watching Cam play. I got a chance to watch him play. Uh, Providence played, uh, at that time, they were number two in the nation, uh, Mankato, very good hockey club. Um, they they lost that one five to two, uh, Providence did, and then uh, the UMD played uh, Michigan, also very good. <laughs> um, Michigan beat them five to one, and then uh, Prov played UMD. UMD went three to two. Great game. Could win either way. And then the other two team, the other game that, which coach you watch was mm-hmm. just incredible. Uh, and now Michigan won that game. Though this other number one, Mankato's number two. But man, talk about some high level hockey. Oh, it really, Holy cow! It really was four of the best teams in the nation <clears throat> in this tournament. And they they really played. They played like pros. I mean, the level of college hockey right now at that. D1 <clears throat> level is just unbelievable. No, the, and, and the skill level, to me, it's like we were talking about this earlier, stuff that looks just benign, like, okay, everyone's, you're in a good defensive position, you got good defense, mm-hmm. and just bing, 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 it's in the net. You're like, what just happened? I mean, the skill level, those guys are so, so talented now. They can do stuff that uh, they have the moves, like, you know, they weren't even invented back when we played, Coach. No, feel backhand toe drive. Had they been, uh, maybe it would have been different. But, uh, but that was fun, so I did uh, – I saw my uncle Bob. You might have saw that. I posted that on uh, on the uh, on the uh, Odd Man Rush. Uh, he's doing well. He took yeah. that ten thousand dollar huge wrench. Uh, huge wrench. Uh, yeah, huge. He was biggest that night for sure. <laughs> and uh, so that that night we ended up uh, with Hybes, friend of the pod. Hi, we had Hybes on here on that call in one time. And oh yeah, my buddy. There's a lot of I love yous at the end of that one. Yeah, by everybody. So Hybes is, Hybes got into one. Uh, um, we went to this uh, place called the Aces. One more beer. One more beer. Hybes, uh, we're, and we're in this bar in Duluth where they're my son's age. They're like 23, 22, probably less than that. Who knows? So Hybes goes to get a beer, gets us drinks, and walks by this table. And we overhear the table go, and Hybes is my age. He's like 52, 53, I think maybe 50, in, in that range. And uh, he has got some gray hair, whatever it's happened. So he walks by, and, and these girls go, "Oh my God, did you see that guy? He's like 80." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was like, Shonda, my wife hears it. My wife turns around and goes, "All right, listen, listen." Goes to the table and goes, "Listen, all right, 
He's only 52, number one. Secondly, just went through a divorce. So give him a freaking break, all right? We're just having fun here. So they felt, they felt horrible, but uh, Hybes was having a good time. He had a good time. We had, I had to tear him away from the pool table. He was running the pool table up there with all his kids <laughs> and stuff. So anyway, Hybes, we love you, and uh, I don't think you look 80. I think you look real good. Not real a day good. over 57, no, Hybes. Real, real good. So uh, I think that's about it. Um, I'm done. If you guys are ready to rock here, um, and this is, uh, and we're excited about this one. I, I go way back, back with uh, our uh, guest here. So uh, without further ado, we'll let uh, Walter take it away. Do what you do. You bet. Um, our next guest actually will complete the hat trick for guests from the state of hockey. Uh, hailing from Baudette, Minnesota, he would head north in 1970, leading the Diamond Lynx hockey team for one season before embarking on one of the most legendary high school coaching uh, careers in Alaska's history, taking the helmet service high school in 1971 he would amass 287 wins 72 losses and seven ties over what would be a career spanning 16 years 71 to 86 service high school would finish first or second in what is now the cook inlet conference his contributions uh went would go beyond his coaching duties Um, he served two terms in the national federation ice hockey rules committee was a cook inlet hockey league director usa hockey rules committee member coach of the Alaska Drillers High School All-Star Team and won a gold medal with his midget team at the Arctic Winter Games in 1980. Ladies and gentlemen, we really are looking forward to talking with this Alaska high school hockey legend, legend. Mr. Dick Thompson. Welcome to the Dump and Change Podcast. Well, thank you. Fun to be here. It's always great to talk hockey and uh, old-time hockey. Came up in the 70s and uh, came from Minnesota and did what I did for 18 years. Now I'm involved with hockey with my three grandsons, and uh, I just love hockey, and I love you guys, and uh, it's fun to be here with you, Reed. I could tell all kinds of stories about Reed <laughs> and his dad. The very first night, I, my wife and I came to Anchorage. We spent in Harry and Carol's I think trailer. I've, trailer. I think I've heard this one. Little, little eight-wide trailer, yep. Rito was just a little little kid at that point, and uh, Harry and I coached together uh, on some all-star teams, and uh, we, it was really in- interesting because hockey was so different. You know, it was 50 years ago, I was just thinking about that, 50 years ago, uh, there were only four high school teams, East and West, and Diamond and Chugiak, and uh, we all skated outdoors. There was only one rink in town, the rink on Fireweed. Sports Arena. It, yep, the yep. Old, old rink. Uh, Barry White used to run that rink. And uh, we used to sneak in there, and uh, I had a key to that place, and I used to bring my Diamond team in there when I was with Diamond. And then they started building rinks all over, and now look what we have today. Yeah. You know, I mean, they started, you know, with the Ben Bokey, and then you had the Dave Baumeister rink, you know, which was right yep. next door. They called it Dave Baumeister then, and then they, then they had the Dempsey rink, and then the Bonnie Cusack rink on the outdoor, right next door to it, and then of course your Eagle River rink, the Harry Mack rink, and uh, of course Sullivan Arena and UAA. Yeah, and then it goes all over the state now. Of course, you know Palmer, Big Lake. Yeah, you know, it's, speaking it's of Fairbanks, you know, so hockey has been hockey's been good and it's really growing. And uh, I I hope that UAA and the Wolverines can can at that level 
do a good job and and sustain yeah big time yeah big time well yeah he's uh Minnesota is the uh, state of hockey, as you mentioned before. So the you're trifecta, from, the tri- third in a row, yeah. From Baudette, Minnesota, which uh, those of you who don't know where Baudette is, uh, I got a funny story about Baudette, and you, you, I'll let you tell it, but uh, Walt. <laughs> but um, that you're, I mean, you're like, you're a couple miles away from being a Canadian at that point. I mean. Well, we're right on the Canadian border. Yeah, I mean, it, it's less than a mile from my home. We skated outdoors on the Rainy River all the time. I mean, we were the first ones on the rink, and. Uh, yeah, Bedetta is, is hockey country. Oh, I started time. when I was probably three years old. My brother played hockey, and everybody in Bedetta plays hockey. Yeah. And if you can't play hockey, then you try to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. Yeah, obviously. yeah, As exactly. Yeah. So, so the, I thought it was Baudette High School, but it's not Baudette. It's uh, Lake of the Woods High School. It was, is, it always, was it always that way? Or was no, it, no, no, no. It was Bedetta High School, and then... They consolidated with a small town, Williams, and then they made it Lake the Woods High School. It's a new school. The now. Bears. Yeah. But I've, I've got a good story. Speaking of money and rinks, just this year, a pharmacist who made a lot of money, and he wants his name to be unknown, just built $11 million rink in Bedette. Really? Yeah. Bedette has 1,000 people in it, so it's a small Damn. little hockey town. Tell them we've got a UA team up here that can yeah. use some money. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. So what, what was the, the Baudet? So the Lake of the Woods was the Lake of the Woods Bears. The Bears. Uh, which I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, but what was your, was your mascot back then? It was the Bears. The Bears, it still was the Bears? Bears. Yep. The Bears. But I was, I was so lucky I had good coaches. When, when I was a peewee, I had a coach, uh, Al Godfrey, who, who became a big-time scout for the Rangers. And then when I got to high school, my high school coach had played at the University of Denver. So I always had good hockey coaches, and, and uh, yeah, I was lucky. Well, that, that, that's funny, because like, when you look, when you came up to Alaska, and I, I kind of know the story how you came up, but I want you to tell it. But uh, you came up to a, a, a place where there wasn't a lot of, of hockey coaches. I mean, yeah. you coming as a, as a Division One hockey player it was a big deal. At that time. Well, I, I guess so. But I came here actually because I, I was coaching back in Minnesota with Pat Francisco, who I played with at UMD. And he's, Pat, he's, he's a Duluth boy, he, right? He's a Duluth-Denfeld boy. Yeah. And he was a good friend of your dad's. Yeah. And so he called your dad, and your dad says, hey, tell him to come up here. We're just starting to get going for hockey. And so I came up. I called Harry, and he said, hey, any friend of Pat's is a friend of mine, of course, yeah. that, that's Harry, and uh, away we went, and uh, when we came up, uh, yeah, it was Harry, Harry and I, and Bob Green was at East High School, okay. and Roger Benson and Jim Thompson, Roger Benson uh, was a coach, and he played for the Blades. He's still playing. He's a player. Yeah. He was a, what, and yeah. he was a real he, good player. He was. He played at the University of Minnesota yeah. way back in yeah. the John Mariucci days. Yeah. 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 So you came up here in 1970? Yep. And you were married at this point? I was. Huh. Yep. My wife and I came up. She was about ready to leave uh, after the first year because I was playing on all kinds of hockey teams and coaching all kinds of hockey teams. But uh, she fell in love with the state of Alaska, like all of us do. And, uh, yeah, then it settled down. It settled down. So um, 
back to Baudette real quick. I, how, what was it like growing up playing hockey? So we, we talked to uh, Turbo on our last podcast, and he gave us uh, – he's from Bovee, yep. Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and he he told us about you know how how it was growing up back then. But I mean, growing up, I mean, this is we're talking, you know, a little little earlier than than Turbo here. But um, you know, what was it like playing youth hockey in in Badette, Minnesota? Well, hockey was big. The VFW uh, sponsored the team. I think I started playing organized hockey when I was about in the third grade, and we traveled to Roseau, Fort Francis, International Falls, and. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was big, and it was outdoor ice, of course, and uh, we just skated every day, all day long, whenever we could, and uh, yeah, it was a, a good way to learn how to stick handle outside, yeah. you know, and it wasn't so organized, and uh, yeah, it, it was just that everybody's, it just seemed to have a hockey culture in that town, and it still big does. T- oh, I'm sure. It still does. Yep. Northern Minnesota is, yep. is killing it. At VFW, you mentioned the VFW. The, that, that's a common theme, because didn't Turbo say something about the VFW team? I thought I thought he did. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think he we'll did. We'll fact check yeah, that. No, anyway, yeah. Hybes, uh, we just talked about Hybes. Hybes, the, uh, the big team to make as a youth in Rochester, Minnesota, is the VFW-sponsored team. So yeah. sounds like they got uh, some uh, VFW guys. Uh, maybe get our VFW. You know, Co- Coach, uh, Coach Aikens might have said something about the VFW, too. Yo, he's the same area. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what you want yeah, to play. You want to play the VFW. I mean, yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah, Bob, that's uh, it, it's up there. But So, so how do you end up um, – obviously, you played high school hockey for Dub Bears. I did, yeah. And then after high school, I went right to UMD in 1964. And back then, freshmen could not play on the varsity team. So I played a year on the va- freshman it's team. Coach B rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coach and, B. <laughs> and then, uh, then went on and played three years at UMD. Yeah, three of the best years of my life. Well, I've heard that it's okay. You know, the hockey DB is uh, the hockey database. Yeah, it's really hard. It's 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 very incomplete when you go back that far ways. I mean, it's and you're not the only one. I mean, and and you're hey, coach, you're in there, and it's a good good thing it's incomplete. (laughs) Well, you had you had to be hell of a player because I mean, I heard that those teams back then at UMD. I mean, you're playing with guys like Huffer Christensen, who was a bonafide said Huffer Christensen. If you don't know, Brush's brother. Yep. Stud. I think he was on the Olympic team. Uh, he was All-American uh, two years. Retired Olymp- jersey, UMD. Olympic team, and then he went on. He played some pro. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. I got a pair of his yeah. gloves one time. Yeah. It was great. I wore them. Yeah. Where, like, where are those gloves? I, I don't know, but they were they were like three sizes too big. Right I wore them anywhere. Elbow. Dude, I've got these pictures yeah. of me as a PB. I'm wearing these man gloves. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> but we played yeah. back in the old WCHA. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan Tech, Michigan State. North Dakota, Denver, UMD, Minnesota. That was one of my questions. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the old. Now, now there is no WCHA. No, no. Uh, exactly. exactly. I mean, what do you What do you feel about that? I always felt that WCHA was very special in that it wasn't. It wasn't the Big Ten. It was a small school like Michigan Tech, middle of nowhere, playing yeah. UMD, playing Wisconsin when I played, and it's just like and almost like a hockey gone. specific division. Exactly, yeah. and it was gone. It was like the best division. Though. I loved it. I loved it, and of course UAA got burnt on that whole situation. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's close to my heart, so yeah, I, I I still think fondly about the WCHA, but but of course the NCHE is. 
tough and wonderful too. Mm-hmm. And so, and you go back east, and so hockey has just really improved everywhere. In fact, it's kind of interesting because my wife went to school in Augustana, South Dakota, and I just read last week they're starting a D1, D1 program, program. Yeah. building a new rink and a, starting a D1 program. In South Dakota. Yep. Unreal. Great Falls, uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Unreal. Yeah. Wh- which is great because, I don't know, I think you've seen the level of hockey yeah. uh, at that level. There are so many good players. There's exactly. not, not enough room for them. That's and they're it. playing D3, and some of those top D3 guys could be easy playing on any Oh, there's D1 no team. doubt about it. Yep. So that's, uh, that's a good thing. And like we talked about UAA, we talked about before, it's a matter of time until they, you know, bust down the the, the West Coast and, and get UCLA and all these. Well, that UCLA yep. ACHA team is just creaming everybody they play, yeah. like 10 to 1, 13 to 2. So that could be the next AZ State yeah. for sure. I mean, St. Saint, Saint Thomas is, is Division yeah. one. And your boy yeah. played St. Thomas? He did. And, yeah. and, and I went back and watched them play. And they could have played D1 then. I mean, they, they, they were They've been stopping talented. everyone for years. They were, they were really good, and now they're D1. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, good coaching. They are they in a conference Gino. yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. G- yeah. No, they're in the WCHA. They're in the WCHA? Yeah. Or they're CCHA? Or they all, yeah, yeah. CCHA now? CCHA yeah. now, yeah. yeah. Huh, that's interesting. So, yeah, your, your, uh, your son, Rai. Yeah. Oh, Rai Rai. Yep. Little guy. I looked him up. I couldn't believe he was 43 years old. I mean, I, I was like, ah, he's probably in his 30s. Sorry, yeah, Ryan. Here. Exactly. You're getting old like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So he's got three boys that play now? He's got three boys that play. Yep. I'm thick of it. Six, eight, and ten years old. So grandpa's at the rink. Yeah. Boy, I'm the best Uber in town, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Back at the rink. And I love it. That's, I just absolutely love it. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's the best when you don't have yep. to uh, pay for it. Yep. <laughs> You already, you already did exactly. pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I paid for it. Yeah, exactly. So, so your years at UMD, um, you're there for all four years. Mm-hmm. How did you guys do? I mean, it's again, it's tough to find that info back on the. Well, what was interesting is uh, we just joined the WCHA my sophomore year, and so we were we were we were the low man on the totem what, pole. What was it prior to that? What were, what were you guys in? They were division? playing. Yeah, they were an independent. independent. Oh, independent. Okay. Yep. And and so we ended up going to the WCHA. First game we played, University of Minnesota, beat them seven to one. With nice. all right, nice. you know, here we go. Yeah. Probably won three games that year. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, we weren't. We were not strong uh, all the way through. Maybe five hundred. Okay. Uh, my junior senior year, uh, when Huffer and Bobby Hill, we had we had some really talented yeah. players. I was not one of them, but uh, we we had some good teams. Yeah. yeah. So you were Chico a- Resch was our goalie. Oh, here we go. Yeah, there you go. the yeah. blast in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So what, what you're forward D uh, forward forward. Okay, yeah, a winger. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yep. Um, so what? Uh, what prompted you? To, we already talked a little bit about it, but what? Why Alaska? Did you, did you get recruited by the like the, the 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 educating no. thing? No. Well, well, it was really kind of interesting because we were living in Silver Bay. I was coaching at Silver Bay, and we were living there. And I just we were young. My wife and I were young, and we said, "Hey, let's do something crazy." So it was either go to Australia or go to Alaska, and so luckily the. One of the ladies in the placement department at UMD was a big hockey fan. So she, she said, hey, Rick Arndt is going to be here from Alaska. Why don't you come and interview with him? Well, Rick came in, and 
We sat there, he smoked cigarettes, we talked hockey and fishing. We never talked about school at all. <laughs> I got the job. <laughs> nice, nice. And so away we went, and we said, hey, we'll go there for a year, see what it's like, and here you are. Here I am. Was yeah, that, that was the diamond, the diamond job? That was a diamond oh, job, okay. yeah. Well, actually, I, I, I worked with Bernie Simon. Bernie was actually, truly, the, the head coach. I was the assistant coach. Bernie was a great guy and a hard worker and a great motivator. And, yep, we built the ice. You know, we, we flooded our rinks and coached our teams. And uh, we had some good talent the uh, first couple of years at Diamond. And then I went to service, and luckily I was gifted with a lot of great talent. A lot of kids that played on the Alaska All-Stars and, Yep. Damn so, South Anchorage kids. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so, no. so back then, and we're gonna get like Bernie Simon. Where where was he from? Where's, Minnesota. He's a, another yeah, Minnesota yeah, boy. Yeah, he's he, on he's on the top. He's in the top yeah, eight or nine he, coaching he, yeah. wins too. Yeah. He he was not a hockey guy. He came from New Prague, Minnesota, but he was one of those guys that learned the game, worked hard. Kids loved him. Truly motivated, and uh, he did a good job at Diamond. And, and, and he had talent. Yeah. Well, was he, he got, there he, got, he there after you left then for uh, years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. So, so Bernie, so we're going to get to you and uh, Bernie and my dad, and I think there's one other guy and that coached uh, for the Alaska Drillers. There's people that probably uh, don't have any idea what the Alaska Drillers were all about. But Yeah, that's... yeah that was great. Uh, there was a guy by the name of George Stelios, and George was a PE teacher at Clark, and he was just a hockey fan. And so he wanted to put together this all-star team, which we didn't have at that point, of high school players to go out and play. And so he was a wheeler dealer and he went down to the oil companies and he got 10, I remember the figure, he got $10,000 from them. And we put together a team, Harry, Harry McDonald, myself, and there was one other guy and I can't remember his name. Uh, he actually had played at APU in the old senior league. And uh, we put together a team, and uh, we ended up going back and uh, did quite well outside. Yeah. Did, you guys, did you guys have a tryout for that team? Uh, no, we picked the you team. You just picked you, them. Yeah, we, That's what you do with travel we, teams. Yeah, we were able to, at that point, I mean, there wasn't a precedent. Nobody had to pay anything. Right. We were able to just go and say, okay, these are the players that we wanted, and away we went. So I've got two uh, Alaska Drillers yearbooks, 72 and 73, and there's the, uh, the yeah. So we're just going to open up with this one. This is a, a picture of my dad, and it says, uh, this book is dedicated to Coach Harry McDonald for the outstanding coaching he has brought to the Driller program yearly since its, its inception in 1969. A coach who chews tobacco, loves kids, and dogs can't be all bad. <laughs> And here's one yeah. with with Bernie Simon was yeah. was with us one year too. Yeah. Yeah, and Bernie, who is? And there was one other. This is great because I just talked to uh, Mike Ashley, friend of the pod. Uh, and there's Ashley's dad right there. Um, uh, it, it, that dude right there. I don't know who he is. I, I that's who I'm. That's yeah. who I'm referring to. And um, I can't tell you. Coach Rick Kenny, Kennedy. Yes. Rick yes. Kennedy. Thank you. Bernie Simon, Larry manager Larry Summers. Those, those, programs, those programs are great, by the way. I spent a solid 20 or 30 minutes looking at them the other day. And there's, there's Ashley right there again. Yeah. Captain, Mike, Captain Ashley. Mike was a great high school hockey player. I'll tell you what, that to, 
in all the, all the years I've watched high school hockey, which is probably 50 now, he, he's one of the better. He, he really was a talent. There he is right yep. there. Yep. The ash. I don't even know where I got these things. I, I don't, you know, Christian lumber. It could have it came from... Uh, Your mom, maybe. Either my mom or it could have came from uh, Jasper Garrett works at the rink. He's worked at the rink oh, for okay. a long time. And his dad was Wiley. Okay. And uh, okay. uncle was Walt. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, and uh, they both played for and me. Bon Whitmore was his grandpa, so he's got yeah, it's in the blood. You don't there. think Coach B gave you any of those, huh? It his, isn't his name was written on one, like I don't think so. I think I got these, and it was his handwriting. I just noticed this though. I just uh, you guys tell me what's wrong if you guys can spell here. Um, they didn't spell check, they didn't have spell check back then, but environmental, <laughs> that's yeah. right, sound it out, bro. Environmental, okay, that's, that's right, that's right. environmental. And they, uh, actually, Coach B is in one of these, and it said, uh, you know, Coach B is a big uh. Uh, he's a cement guy, you know. He, he oh, builds dude. cement walls and stuff. Dude. But it said you could find him in the summer driving his motorcycle. I'm like, well, that's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I motorcycle. got I got a story about Coach B. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Paul. Paul is a good friend of mine and was a wonderful coach. We were playing. I was a coach at Service High School, and we were playing out at Chugiak. And there was a. I don't know what happened in the game, but Paul Paul was screaming at the official, and the official was Hammer Hansen, and he turned around and he th threw Paul right out of the game, and I couldn't believe it. And I Paul and I were friends, so I was laughing as hard as I could, and Paul says, "I'm not leaving," and Hammer says, "You gotta go, you gotta go." Paul said, "Move me, I'm not going," and you know what? He never left. <laughs> he never left, and after the game, we were laughing and hugging, and it, it, was, it was really funny. It was the only I, I've coached in a lot of hockey games. It's the only time I've seen somebody get thrown out, and he wouldn't leave. But not thrown out. <laughs> but o only Paul could get away with it. Uh, yeah, well, Coach B, we've got a lot of good Coach B stories for sure. Um, but these, these the, the drillers, like, like a lot of people uh, have no idea what the Alaska drillers are were about but that was like a high school all-star team yep. so who did you guys play you went down and played well we we seattle did, teams yeah and, yeah exactly we we played in, in in the west coast we played at the snow kings in in seattle and then uh, i think we we won a western tournament at at the midget age and then went back to detroit and got hammered. <laughs> I mean, really hammered. That was 72. Yeah, I, I can't remember the year. 72, because I've, I've got this puck at home. Yeah. I should give it to Glines for his collection. 1972, and it says De Detroit Juveniles. That's what it says in the puck. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so he probably got shivved down there with those guys. Um, but, yeah, this, this book is awesome. And it's actually awesome to go through these programs and see uh, companies that are still in um, – in business, one, one was Peggy's Lucky Wishbone, yeah, yeah. still there. Lucky Wishbone. Um, ASNG. Iron, Iron Workers Local 751. Oh, Central still, Plumbing and Heating was Central one. Plumbing and Heating yeah. was in there. Cooper. Yeah, Coop. Coop's in there. Chugach Electric's in there. But, yeah, this is, uh, this is good stuff. So And Hockey Hut is in there. Yeah. Obviously, you know, yeah. big, oh, yeah, big yeah. Hockey Hut. People that don't know the Hockey Hut. Ooh. Hockey Hut was up on O'Malley. Jim Hopkins. Yep. We're, he's another Minnesota boy. He is. He's from he's from uh, Duluth, way west. I can't think of it. 
Okay, not, Pro- Proctor maybe? No, no, and it's not Denfield. But uh, he, he's a Duluth boy. Yeah. He came up here, started the hockey hut, actually got hockey rolling. Oh, yeah. Big he, time. Dale Wright, too. Yeah. Another one that started selling hockey gear and uh, really was big. But, you know, you mentioned Bon Whitmore. Yeah. Bon was probably one of the biggest starters of hockey in the state of Alaska. Yeah. At, at uh, Nanak Valley. Nanak Valley, yeah. Yep. yep. He. Yep. He flooded. I think. I think he flooded the parking lot and had everybody skating. And you know, I mean, I can remember some of my players: Ken Blake, Mike Ashley. They all. They all were in the Naka Valley boys. Well, yeah. and, and that back then, and I got this uh, from uh, Coach Mike Ashley. Uh, back then, there was no AHA. There was no. no. So that the, all the elementary school had hockey teams. So at, after school, yeah. and Bond would let these. I. I don't want to. Yeah, screw that. Ashley out of the stories, but Ashley would be like, where's skates to the rink or, or to the, to the class. Like he'd let him guards on in class where he'd wear skates for like eight hours, go out recess, come back. And Bond was like, yeah, it's, it's a hockey, hockey thing. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. Jasper Garrett's grandpa. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. He doesn't happen too much anymore. I don't know. He can take care of the rinks outside. Do they anymore? And last time a they few, did, I, I, uh, I think nine years ago, uh, Trevor Stefan and I coached at Chugak. JV team and the and and the outside rink was covered in snow. Well, the only thing that we knew was to shovel it off. Yeah. Well, the Anchorage School District maintenance people were in on the Chugiak property then, and they had a portable outside. So we went and knocked on the door, and we said, "Hey, are you guys going to flood the rink?" And they said, "Not normally." Yeah. And he, he said, "Well, we got a JV team. We need to practice." And they said, "Uh, yeah, I guess we'll flood it." And so they flooded it, and I'll never forget Coach Bronis. Remember, his, uh, was it green or gray, his big Ford pickup truck? Ooh, I green. So he pulls said, up. Well, he had two. He had the green one, then he had his, his dad died, and he got the gray one. Okay, so he pulled up in the gray one, okay. and he says, Eunice, that's what I like to see. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, my JV coach is making sure there's ice for my boys. And then he just ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, okay. I, I, but nobody, it, the, the people were baffled that we even asked them to make ice outside because that's just a that's just boards. We don't do anything with that. That's like a basketball rink in yeah. the summer. And we skated out there all winter about probably about 9 years ago we we skated that JV team out there all winter. It was good. That's awesome. Last I, time there was ice. I made my own ice at Service High School oh, for 5 6 years. I'd get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, go flood, flood, then I'd go teach and then I'd go coach. That's why I got pneumonia a 100 times, you know. <laughs> Was but, that called COVID then? Or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so at, at service, and again, I'm going to kind of throw uh, uh, ASAA under the bus a little bit. They, they need a better job of, uh, of record keeping because in every other place I've seen, like Michigan, Minnesota, it's up on the wall, like the top score of the school or whatever. I want to know who had the most wins, most yeah. penalty minutes, most whatever the stat may be. Give me the top be. ten coaches. Yeah. Because your stats, I've got about three different numbers for your stats on the interweb. And so I don't know which one it was. I went with the Hall of Fame stats, um, but there was some other stats as well. So the Hall of Fame 2007? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're legend. But, it, but, but I, I don't I, – I've got to be honest – I, I'm against keeping stats. Oh, I okay. didn't keep stats. I wouldn't let my players keep stats. I could have cared less who the leading scorer on my team was. I want to win. All I wanted to do was have a good team that played hard for each other. And uh, 
So I never did, and the kids would get mad at me, and you know, pretty soon it would come out in the paper that other people were keeping stats, but I'm not very good at it. In fact, before I came out here tonight, I said to my wife, do we have, do we have any stats in anything? And the only thing she pulled out was the Hall of Fame thing that you read. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, that's all I have at home, too. Yeah. I wrote down a few things here myself. Well, we, we were wondering, like, how many state titles you had. I mean, well, I, we, it was always you and uh, it was Service Diamond, Service Diamond. Well, they didn't have state tournaments. Right. We had the Anchorage Cup. And so go. we won that. We fought with Diamond, and we, we won that a lot. But... But I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how many times. It's yeah. crazy. But uh, then they started the actual state tournaments, and then Fairbanks came in with Roger McKinnon. And you, were part, you were part of that, though, right? The, going to Fairbanks for, what did they call oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, well, once they started that, then, yeah, we were part of that. Yeah, what was that called, though? It was called the... Uh, Frozen I, Pond or Pond? Something. No, no I, th I, think Frozen? It, I, I think it was called the state tournament. Oh, was it? Yeah, I okay. think it was called the state tournament then. Yep. Because, I mean, I little known fact, when I defected from Chugiak and went to Bartlett, uh, it was either Bartlett, my dad's either playing for Dennis Anderson yeah. or yeah. Dick Thompson. And uh, and you shunned Coach Thompson? No, I didn't and shun. I, I, didn't, I was I, number two? No, no, no. <laughs> no here's the story. Like, Bartlett's a lot closer to my house. So if I yeah. was going to go to service, it'd be like Ooh, an extra get 30 up at 3.30 in the oh, yeah. morning. Yeah, because back then it probably... And when, I mean, they, were, when they were winning all the state titles, I was like, yeah, I kind of wish I don't want to be serious. Well, but, and Dennis uh, was a good coach, too. Yeah, I mean, he no, really was. was. He, he, he was a college hockey player. Yeah. And, and pretty soon, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people that came up and started coaching were college hockey players that, that had, had a lot of, lot of experience, you know? Yeah. And then, I mean, like Mike Ash, you know, yeah. who ended up at South and, and did so well. And uh, Jim Thompson, who way back in the 70s, Played at Bemidji State, and yeah. he coached at West High, and so there were getting to be more and more hockey people in yeah. town. Yeah. Well, it's interesting fact that you know that out here there's a big talk about the old service Chugiak uh, rivalry. Big time. Uh, when coach was coaching, big time. There was no rivalry. Yeah. Chugiak <laughs> sucked. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was you and Diamond, and then pretty much everybody else. Yeah, there was yeah. there was good rivalry in the in, when everybody kind of got on level playing field. Yeah, exactly. There was good rivalry. Yeah, no, there sure was. There yeah. sure yeah. was. Yeah. Now, what is it with service and keeping these coaches for so long? Wasn't Bob Sendin there for a hundred years? Yeah, too? yeah, he was. In fact, Bob is my is is my closest friend right now. He and I go to the club every morning and drink coffee. Yeah, he coached at service with me all the years that I coached. What a great family. Ricky, what a great dude. Yeah, and Ricky coached for a while at service before yeah. he ended That's up. That's right. Sounds about right. That's right. I Sounds about that. right, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray coached out there. and The uh, chief. And Bob, yeah. Bob still coached after I, I stopped. Yeah, football, uh, he, right? He coached football. And hockey? He, yeah, he was the assistant hockey coach, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great, great family now. Now Eagle River family. Oh, yeah, yeah they're right over here. Yeah. yeah, Kirby's right, right out here. Yep. Yeah. He went to the dark side. Yeah. 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 He went to the it, yeah. Well, <laughs> not quite. He didn't cross the river. Yeah. True. He, he went to Eagle River. He went to Eagle River. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 That's good stuff. Yeah. So and, any of uh, His wife did, though, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah His yeah, wife yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, she's she's awesome. She's a German teacher, yeah? Yeah, she is. She's one of my favorite families that, you know, in hockey is – as we know, relationships, that's one of my favorite relationships that yeah. I was able to. Oh, yeah. yeah Speaking yeah. of that family, freaked out coming from the airport there today. Look over. Another butt? Corbin is driving. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm like, what the? 
Well, he's not old enough to drive. Sean, how old is that kid? He's yeah. like, he's like 17. And yeah, I was like, he is. Jesus. Did she say, Reed, you're 53? Yeah, not 80. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Not 80. So, so Coach, any uh, f- like, like, uh, uh, favorite, if you, can, if you can pick one, favorite team that you coached from like service or, uh, or any other? I, re- I really can't. I-, I was blessed with so many good kids. Great hockey players, but really good kids, and and truly, it's it's the favorite one of the favorite parts of my life. Yeah, is the fact that I was able to have not only talent. You know, they were talented. There's no doubt about it. And hey, my wife could have coached some of those service teams because they had so much talent. Yeah. I think one year I had 14 kids go D1. Oh. You know, you start talking about. Corey Carlson, or yeah, Corey Carlson and Derek Donald, oh, yeah. Yeah. and you you can go on and Sean on. Sean Howard, you know, Sean Howard, UMB you know, boy. yep, yep, uh, Cord Cernich, yeah. you know, and you can go right on down the line. But uh, yeah, I, I I just had so many good kids, and all of them, all of them, you know, meant a lot. So no. No favorites; they yeah. were all favorites. Yeah. Well, I remember going to those games, and that's when high school hockey was. Electric. That's yeah, like I say, it was electric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was the uh, smell of popcorn. You know, it was happening, and the, the cheerleaders, and just the the band. I mean, all around. The band there, it was just rocking. It was just such a uh, and and to see where it's at now, and it's kind of sad. But, yeah, um, it really is. It, it truly it, is. It, yeah, it was so great to see everybody right against the glass, just screaming just and hollering. Rocking. Yeah, it, it was yeah, like it was. those old games, man. I, all, all those guys were yeah. like a couple years older than me. Uh, the other guy I always remember, uh, Appleberry. Dare, is it Dirtwood uh, Appleberry? Yeah, he was a character. Darren, yeah, he was. He was yeah. a character. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, I've got uh, the other thing. You seem comfortable behind the mic, and that, and you've named you you mentioned it before, but you're kind of like a TV personality. But you did some you did some <laughs> no. uh, you did some uh, play by play or some color commentary for you and you said Dick Labdell, which yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, Labdell. with Sorry. when when when. UAA was riding high, and they were getting 6,500 people at the rink. They started pay-for-view yeah. TV. And so Dick Lobdell was the announcer, and I was the color guy. Yeah. And I remember so, that. I forgot that until you said that. I'm yeah. like, I, I remember seeing yeah. it on, on TV. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. I loved Dick Lobdell. He was a great sports guy. He wasn't a hockey guy. Yeah. So that made it kind of easy for me. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was. What's it, going on out there, Dick? Well, fun, uh, yeah. <laughs> we've got a power play right now. Yeah. yeah. The intricacies That's of the game. That's an odd man rush. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great sponsor, the, great sponsor. By the way, they're not our sponsor tonight. Our sponsor tonight is uh, brought to you by Alaska Diversified. Uh, Johnny McCormick out there. You owe us, what, 200 bucks now? 250 So uh, I'll meet yeah. you down at the brewery tomorrow. Uh, actually, I won't. I'll be on a plane. But you can – actually, Haley, you can cut us a check. So Alaska Diversified. We have no idea what they do, but they do it well. <laughs> So uh, and they've got great employees. They minus, have great, minus Hale. Great yeah. employees. I do have. Uh, here's the deal, Coach. I, I I search long and hard for dirt. There's no dirt on you. Everyone and me included. I mean, you are uh, like salt of the earth, uh, dude. Up, upstanding individual. So I, I I do have a couple questions. Um, are uh, they dirty? No, 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 no. <laughs> but um, 
I, I talked to Ashley, and he's like, oh, you're, you, you got Dickie Doo. Yeah, yeah. So that's your nick, that's one of well, your nicknames. Well, that, that's what Mike calls me. Yeah, Mike, I'm yeah, sure. And that he's the like, only one that can. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that, that sounds good. It sounds like yeah. that was it. Yeah. Uh, there's a, I, I did talk to, um, so, so I talked to Ash. He said that uh, he's mentioned that there was a story when he was uh, getting coached by you, and, and he, said, he mentioned that you're kind of his mentor, and he, he has tons and tons of respect for you, as, as we all do. Um, and he said that in practice at service, uh, you know, I think he's a lefty. It doesn't matter right lefty, but he uh, did the fake the right, pull it to your backhand, and then he just shot real quick. And of course, the goalie, you know, probably stacked the pads back in those days or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and you came over and said, you know, if you if you you know, fake that forehand, pull your backhand, just wait him out, wait him out, and then shelf it. Boom. He's like, oh, got it. Okay, <laughs> great, great idea. He's coaching with you. And Ryan's on the team, and Ryan does the exact same thing 25 years later. Does this thing goes, you know, goes to the backhand, and he comes over and goes, "I just told your kid the same exact thing you told <laughs> yeah. me 25 years years earlier." So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the this is a good segue. Senior league in Alaska, so you get recruited to play senior league for the the first national blades. Yep. First, first national bank blades. Blades. Yeah. Yep. yep. Rasmussen sponsored the team he was one of the players on our team your dad played on that team jeff cooper played on that team uh uh, mel christensen some of the the old timers uh yeah it it was great han plumbers han plumbers is the one i remember uh and and uh, jimmy jimmy reese who's still playing hockey today we we had him on the pod played on on han plumbers and uh, then AMU had a team in that league, and Brush Christensen and Peter Haig played on the AMU team. They were good. They were yeah. young. They were, young. They yeah. were good. Uh, actually, Brush had just come from uh, University, uh, uh, no, Superior. Yeah. Uh, played at Superior, and Peter Haig had played a year at UMD. Uh, and then, then they moved up here, and uh, yeah, so... It was it was a good league and and uh, it was a beer drinking crazy league in the old sports arena, sports arena you know yeah. the old wire mesh yeah we had we had some good hockey players I I played on a line with a kid from North Dakota John Matthews and a kid from Bemidji State Jim Thompson okay and then I came from UMD and we were all up probably 21 22 so we were still wheeling was there was there fights yeah. in that oh yeah. yeah oh yeah and they everything were, and both thompson and matthews were big boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i could step back and watch and laugh yeah because ashley said that uh he was uh you know you you were there you were their guy you were ashley's first ever like real hockey coach and knew what yeah. he was doing other than that he said it was dads and jeans yeah. um so they they would always go watch you play says one time they watched you and you he got crushed Broken collarbone yeah, in the hospital oh, yeah. for a while. Absolutely, yep. Good times. That that, <laughs> pretty, that that pretty much ended my hockey career. Yeah, yeah. How how old were you then? Uh, probably twenty five. Oh, really? So yeah. shortly thereafter. Yeah. Then. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 But those those days, I I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I remember going to see high school games at that arena mm-hmm. and that's the first place i ever skated indoors the old sports arena which is still there by the way art office supply it's yeah exactly 
<laughs> We've got to make that back in the rink. It'd be sweet. It'd be yeah, sick because it it's got that big wood. Yeah. It's all wooden. Yeah, yeah. Home of the Seawolves. And yeah. it's going to have <laughs> yeah. Home of the Seawolves. We're going to keep the mesh though. Going to keep the wire mesh. We're not going to go plexiglass. Yeah. Yeah. Go old school. You get rubbed uh, into that. There you home. go. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Uh, the other one I got from Coach B. So I, ca- I talked to Coach B today. And he didn't hang up on me because I, I, I told him that uh, whole story, which you guys have all heard. If you if you're a friend of the pod, did you uh, um, did you ask? Did you did you preface your conversation with? You're not being recorded. Like how? How, yeah. how did that go after? Yeah, no, that? I did. I said, "Hey, that's the first thing I said." Oh, Actually, okay. yeah, I said, uh, "Hey, coach, is Brito?" He's like, "Oh, how you doing?" And I'm like, hey, "I'm not. I'm not. When I'm not the pod, I'm not recording." He's like, "Well, you know what I do if I if you were?" I'm like, "Yeah, you'd hang up because that's what you did before." He's like, "I better not be on speakerphone either." I'm like, "No speakerphone, just me, just me. I'm in my little office, at the brewery, hanging out." Um, so he, he thought about it for a while, and he's like, "Like, um, so he said." Uh, yeah, he claimed road rule, you know, so he's like, I, I'm sure you got some juicy stories. He's like, yeah, but it's a road rule. Uh, I can't tell him. What stays in the, what happens on the road stays in the road. I'm like, I, I, I can honor that. I can appreciate that. But he did say at the end of it, you know, Coach B's getting all of this. Uh, he he kind of came up with one. Uh, you guys take a DC3 trip to Whitehorse. Yeah. Oh, and he said, God. Coach B and the parents are on the, on the plane. But he said, and I'm sorry, Coach Ashley, you're named – Coach B mentioned he and Ashley may have gotten into some type of trouble. That's all he would say. Oh, you remember anything that? I don't. I remember that trip. Damn it! Because Damn it. because Damn it. because I was coaching, but I don't remember the trouble that those two got into. Huh? Well, Do you remember any pro- trouble that those two got into? And it's probably a good thing I didn't oh, remember. Dang it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn it. Dang. Well, yeah. I remember uh, going to Whitehorse as a kid. And uh, that was always a great trip. Go to Canada. You're in Canada, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, nothing. Uh, yeah. Did you look? A I was lot, hoping. Uh, I was hoping to have a good story there. From Champs has been posting a lot of old uh, UAA schedules and stuff like Wolverine yeah. schedules. Yeah. It seems like all those teams. White Horse was always a big part of the big yeah. time of the travel. Absolutely. All the time. Yep. Yep. And we played them. You know, I mean, like like uh, the teams that the senior teams that we had. Actually, something that we haven't spoken about, we had a senior team called the Wolverines. Oh, yeah. And it was an all-star team of the senior league. So it was Brush and Peter, myself, Ricky, and on and on and on, Jeff Cooper. Ricky made that team? And Ricky, I'm kidding. Ricky, oh, <laughs> hey, Ricky was oh, a... He was- he was, he's a scrapper. He is a scrapper. He got the shit kicked out of him <laughs> so many times. Honest to God. Honest to God. And we would all just stand back and laugh because he's a yapper. Yeah. He was yapping was and he would just get the crap kicked I don't feel out bad him. that I broke his nose when I was like 12. <laughs> I, out, I outdoor ice and went to do a stick lift. Missed. Pow! Right in the <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm sorry, Coach, no, but uh, no. Reek was a pretty good hockey player, actually. Heck yeah, yeah. he's yeah. Be- probably better. Still golfer. a good athlete. Yeah. Probably a better golfer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Great golfer. Good softball player. So, yeah. so back to the drillers, real quick. So it went from 69. When did it stop? Was it 73, 74? Yeah, just a couple years, you know. And then I, then I think that's about the time Doc Cusack started All-Star. the All Stars. Yeah. yeah, with uh, Mark Ostapina. Oh, Mark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, he started that. Actually, uh, he had talked to me about, you know, we, we talked about money making money and oh, that yeah. kind of oh, yeah. thing. And uh, they had talked to me about uh, 
coaching with the All-Stars right out of the get-go. And, I mean, he, he slapped a big, big figure and said, hey, you want to take it? I just looked at him and said, I'm sorry, you know, don't want to do that, you know. So, so you, you coach, I mean, you're known for, like, service, high school. Yeah. Uh, but you do coach high, youth, obviously, growing up. Or up up here too, you you uh, like AHA, learn to skate, yeah. did you, mini mites, anything like that? <laughs> coach no. any youth teams or? It, you, well, just... I, I I did coach. I, I coached with Mike Ashley, and uh, who I think is one of the best coaches in the state of Alaska, to be honest with you. And uh, he and I coached Pee Wees uh, up through Bantams, and then then I stopped because I was coaching my son and he needed to get away from me and I needed to get away from him. Oh yeah. We and, talked about that. And, you, you know all about yeah. that. And so, uh, yeah, that's when I st- stopped coaching, but, uh, yeah. So, so being like, was there a time, um, when you're uh, growing up playing uh, whenever, uh, that did you see yourself being a coach or did you, is there, there's a calling? Like, I want to, I want to coach. I want to get back. Or I, I, just... I did. I did. When I graduated from high school, I wanted to be a high school counselor and a hockey coach. And that's what, what I ended up doing. Yeah. You know, I ended up being a teacher and then a coach. Well, and what did you teach, coach? I, 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 I taught social studies for 17 years, and then for 17 years I was a counselor. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then so, after that, I actually worked for 10 years in the Anchorage School District with Alaska Native students, uh, helping them through the course of ASD. Yeah. Well, coach, there's there's no other. Uh, uh, I, I was also so excited to get this pod un- underway because uh, Reed has mentioned I, this one. Such for a respect while. Uh, for you, and uh, yeah, I could have been a state champion in service. I, I've got a question. <laughs> so you got three grandkids. Yep. Well, when are they going to get you back on the bench? Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah, that, that is. If yeah. Ryan, Ryan, if you're listening, we've uh, opened the door. The door's cracked yeah, open. We can, yeah. we can make I mean, it. We can make can a call. Yeah. I, I got Shazby's number, and and uh, we could call him. I think he's at Ludwig, right? They're big AJ yeah. guys. Yeah. He's yeah. probably looking. Boom. Boom. <laughs> but, uh, Coach, you, uh, um, you had some heart issues. You had some heart surgery. You're looking good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you say you're still kind of you battling to... through it. Being bad on through it, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it's good. Good to have you here for sure. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I had to go back to hockey country to Mayo Clinic. To yeah, get take Rochester, care of Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, our our families go way back. Obviously, I grew up with uh, you know around Christine, Erica, and Ryan, mm-hmm. and went uh, numerous camping trips. And there's some old school pictures of you guys. Yeah. Drinking the suds and us uh, doing whatever we were doing. What but, brand? Uh, what brand suds? Know, maybe Oli? Schlitz. Oh, Schlitz. <laughs> maybe Oli. Could have been the Road Olies. But uh, probably Ham's beer from Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so Coach, man, uh, thank you so much for coming out here and uh, and sharing your stories. And uh, we'll have to have you back. Maybe you come back and uh, when we have Ashley on. You can kind of sit here in the peanut gallery and chirp them. I think there that'd you go. be a good, I'd good like deal. I'd like that. Yeah. I'd like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right, Coach, I think it's uh, time for Dump and Change. Thanks, Coach. All right, thanks. Thank you, guys. Yep.